Merch alert! You asked and we delivered. The Royals of Malibu now has merch. We've got so much to choose from, like Team Easton or Team Reed or Team Isaac hoodies and hats. Some fun items like Do Not Dim My Sparkle t-shirts or Ugly Hot hoodies. Plus, plenty of accessories too, like our Trom mugs, AirPod cases, tote bags, stickers, and more. We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling. Tis the season one finale. Fa la 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 la. I have news for you, Nick. What? We don't own the rights to that song or any song. Like you and I collectively own zero rights. I don't know. I re- I listened back to this podcast and I feel like we own the rights to a ton of songs now. Our library is quite quite impressive. Should we release an album? The Royal Boys EP? Yeah, that would be fun. Stay tuned. Nick, welcome to the season one Royal Boys finale. Can you believe it? You ask me that literally every episode. I know. Yes, I can. I, I can. can too. I finally can too. We made him a believer. What a journey it's been. If you are listening to us, thank you so much. Uh, this is our 13th and final episode. It has been so fun to do this. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we invite you to go back, listen to all our interviews with our great guests as we break down all the season two of the Royals of Malibu episodes. But today we are going to be breaking down the season finale. That's right. And we've had so much fun making this podcast. Of course, with you, Chris, You've been such a star, and it's so fun to work with you, but there are a few people we need to thank, because this would have not been possible without them. For sure. Uh, First and foremost, we want to thank our producer, Emma DeMuth. You might have heard her doing some of the ad reads um, on this and the Royals of Malibu. She's been super helpful, uh, as has everyone at Diversion Audio, including Lou Pellegrino, who's our editor and sound mixer. Scott Waxman, the CEO of Diversion and executive producer, and Erica Farmer, who's the vice president of marketing at Gemini. We can't thank you guys enough. You've been so amazing. So thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for making this happen. Absolutely. And thank you to our listeners. And Nick, before we jump in, we have one more big announcement. I know. You asked for it. We listened. We now have merch yes merch let's do it uh royals of malibu merch now available on the royals of malibu instagram so go to at the royals of malibu on ig you click the link in the bio or if you are a patreon subscriber you can just head to the link on patreon to see the shop there's some really cool stuff on there so get your trom gear i'm gonna get some stuff nick i'm gonna get some for you you should get some for me and we'll just pretend we didn't know it was gonna happen why don't we just get stuff for ourselves so that we get the thing we like gifts okay i'll get for me you get for you when they get delivered we'll swap them we'll wrap them and then we'll pretend we're surprised love that but we're not very good actors so we might not buy it no that's not that's not true we're fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, can you introduce our guest? Because this is a big one. 
yes, the biggest it, one. It's the biggest one. It's it's literally the biggest guest we could get for this podcast. Uh, she is, no offense to our sister. <laughs> no offense. I I meant offense. She is a social media superstar. She is a juggernaut. Juggernaut. She's a businesswoman. She's a brand ambassador, and she is an actor who you might recognize as the star of the Royals of Malibu. Please welcome Alyssa McKay. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, sorry. <laughs> what are you doing slumming it with a bunch of dudes like us? No, I'm I'm so this is the highlight of my week. I'm so excited to reunite. Oh, I'm so sorry you had such a shitty week. <laughs> <laughs> It is a reuniting because we haven't seen you since the summer when we uh, finished recording season two. Yeah. How's life been? Life has been great. Just, you know, working and posting and working some more. How, How many, many times a day would you say post? Yeah. A day? Over a hundred. Like on oh Snapchat alone. God. Yeah. A hundred times a day. And are each of them like thought out or are some of them just like, oh, look, there's a, a butterfly. I'm going to take a picture of that and post it. I'm very ADHD. And also like my Snapchat serves as um, my like stream of consciousness. So it's just mm -hmm. everything I'm thinking throughout the day, which sometimes gets me into trouble. But it's just very like whatever I'm thinking in the moment, I just say it and post it. But yeah, there are often times I find butterflies and I also post that. <laughs> I love it. I will say, I think that the term influencer can be negative. And I think that people who make money or get fame from being influencers sort of can have a negative rap. But what you do requires so much work and so much thought and so much careful curating skill. and skill and crafting and talent. And it is truly mind-blowing and so inspiring and so impressive thank you and on top of that the fact that you could translate that into acting mm -hmm. i mean i i'll be completely honest when they you know we got into this podcast we didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. and then we hear oh we got this like you know the 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 snapchat influencer is going to be the lead and we we're like oh okay <laughs> see how this goes and then we walk in, and you're a freaking superstar. It was amazing. And you worked so hard. You worked so hard. Took it so, you were so professional. You made all of us better. So thank you for that. Clearly, this show would not be anywhere near where it is without you. So thank you. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. It was so fun working with you guys. I, 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 um, I just love everyone so much on the show. Like, I think about it often, and I'm, I always like follow everyone on socials and see what everyone's up to. It, it's, it's very, it's very fun. I feel like I have like a little family from the show. Rank us. Rank us. No. First to last. Come on. All right. No, just I rank. I, I'm number one, obviously. Everyone knows that. But like, just give us number three. Who is number three? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I do have I do do have a question. What is your do you have like a favorite episode? Do you have a favorite moment maybe from recording? Well, I don't know. A lot of my favorite episodes were in season one. I just really like I love the dynamic that um, Ella and um, Easton had in, in season one, especially like in the middle, like when, you know, he was getting into trouble. Like I remember one of my favorite 
uh, scenes to record that I was really looking forward to was when they were outside of the club and he was getting hustled by, you know, these these dealers. He owed him money, like whatever. I I just yeah. think that was like a really pivotal moment for their relationship and really like steered um, it into the direction that it went to went into in season two. And I also just like those intense, like darker darker moments um and then like actually recording one of my favorite do you remember when we were in the booth and and matt asked francesca to like ad lib a rap yes (laughs) beatbox too right boxing yeah that was like one of my like favorite favorite moments in the booth i remember that i was there oh that's so funny i don't remember that you i don't think you were there for that one oh that's so fun i think it was like a scene where we were all in the club yeah and um, Reed is too. He didn't. That. He's not cool enough to go to the club. Yeah, I think that's what they said. I think they said that. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, how did you get involved with the project? It's actually very interesting because I was emailed by someone on the team um, because they they knew me from social media and um, I used to like do these rich girl raps and she had like this like very valley girl like like very distinct. Um, uh, speaking voice and initially I was reached out to to do you know how we have like the intros and outros like last time on the Royals of Malibu that's all they wanted me to do what <laughs> that's all they wanted me to do I'm so serious they, they, they just the trailer got- voice yep that was literally it that's all they wanted from me they didn't even offer me uh, an audition for any roles nothing and then we're on the call and like this is why I love my manager so much because they like they fight for me so hard like to the point where I'm like almost like this um and we were on the zoom call and my manager he goes have you cast for Ella yet and I swear everyone just like stopped talking ignored him and kept talking about something else and he went (laughs) excuse me (laughs) like did you guys cast for Ella yet and um they were like well, yeah, we've been auditioning and we, we've we've kind of narrowed it down. Like they were at the very end of their audition process for her, basically. And he was like, because right after this call, I was I had an Uber scheduled to go to the airport because I was traveling abroad, like right after that. Um, and she was and he was like, if like she can get you a, a, an audition in before her Uber, like, can you guys just consider it? And they were like, OK, yeah, you know, like a pity <laughs> audition. Um, yeah. So I sent it in. I Ubered to the airport. I touched down in London and I hadn't slept for like 28 hours. And they said, can you hop on a Zoom callback like right now? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I like blacked out during the audition because I was so tired. Um, and then I found out three days later in Amsterdam that I booked it. That wow. is awesome. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> good on multiple people. One, good on them for correcting their mistake and realizing that you were supposed to be the one good on your managers for fighting for you and good on you for freaking following through and blacking out during an audition. (laughs) Somewhere there's some young actor who was told that, you know, it was her, her role. They just had to dot some T's and dot some (laughs) I's and cross some T's. And then you swoop in. Oh, that poor bastard sitting at home like that. (laughs) Yeah. I am not, I did feel very bad about that, but it happens to all of us. Yeah. Mostly me. (laughs) <laughs> Can I ask you, um, what about Ella is most similar to you or what do you most admire about about her? Well, she and I are most similar in the fact that <laughs> we both are cam girl. Oh, you were asking Alyssa. 
I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, when I read like the um like the breakdown for Ella immediately I was just like just so you guys know like we are pretty much the same person um because you know I, I grew up in foster care and um I feel like a lot of you know what Ella struggles with with not you know having um those parental figures and um you know I, I relate to that a lot and I, I did like for the most part raise myself and um I'm very tough the same way she is and um I think like that idea of having found family, you know, like family, like blood doesn't determine that. And I think that that's something that isn't really like portrayed in media super often, you know, like that idea, um, you know, and growing up in foster care, it was, I don't know, something that I was always searching for, like, how come I feel so alone in this? And so when Ella came along, I just, I felt very validated and, um, and yeah, we're, I mean, we're pretty much the same person through and through. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I remember a couple months ago, there was a great article, I think it was in the New York Post about you and your story. And um, mm-hmm. it just makes what you're doing that much more impressive. It's impressive under any circumstances, but knowing your background and what you came, where you came from and, and some of the challenges and obstacles you had to overcome is, uh, it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So my favorite part about Ella is... Uh, no, I don't want to hear you talk. I want to get into the episode. This is a good one. Oh, fine. Right? We could ask more questions along yes, the way. Yes, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's do it. It's a killer ending. Nick. Episode 13, a killer ending. Bum, bum, bum. Last episode of season two. We come into this episode, Brooke... Uh, is still in the midst of her launch party. Ella, it's all you, Alyssa. You're narrating. You just got beaten up in a bathroom, and you're kind of like shaking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke, Brooke uh, is going nuts. You were telling, recounting the whole story to Reed. He's like, she's going to kill someone tonight. Have you ever been in a fight, by the way? Because when I'm listening to this, I'm like, I feel like Alyssa would beat the shit out of Brooke. <laughs> I actually have been in a few fights in, in middle school because I was... <laughs> Chris's jaw on the floor yeah but I actually I was always the one that got beat up so that's very embarrassing to admit but um I'm a lover I'm a lover not a fighter (laughs) yeah me too but you step at me (laughs) I'm coming at you you know what I'm saying um what were the fights over in middle school I I mean I I honestly I can't even remember like it it pains me to say that was over 10 years ago but um I remember one (laughs) (laughs) 10 years ago Oh, I was in college. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't, Chris. Oh <laughs> you God, were not sorry. in college. You're so fucking old. I, I was not. I was four years out of college. I was one college removed from college. Sorry, Alyssa, go ahead. When I was in like seventh or eighth grade, this girl, her name is Jenna, and I don't know what she's doing now. I hope she's okay. But she grabbed the back of my hair and like bashed my face into a metal pole. And then when she saw me, she was like, oh, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> no. Yeah. Did she say sorry? No. You got like three days in school suspension. I think I had, I was suspended for like two weeks or something. It was like something crazy. And I didn't do anything. I was just, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it was, it was terrible. Oh my goodness. Were you That's s- why we need three-step authentications. <laughs> Were you staring at a pole that it was like right there? Or did she like drag you and find a pole like in the vicinity? No, it, it was like, like. She the- carried her own. 
Yeah, like the school was like there was like a like a slight ramp and on the ramp and that's like to get into the building and you like all the kids would like line up outside the door waiting for them to like, you know, let you in at 745 or whatever time and I took public transit to school. So I would often be there early just standing around waiting in line. And there's like a pole, like like a metal railing. She like grabbed back of my head and just like pushed into the railing. I was scared. I, I was like, this bitch is going to curb stomp me. Like, I was like, I'm going to miss some teeth. Why like, would you not be scared? How That is so scary. Yeah. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry that happened too, but I love the idea of like the girl that she thought you were like being behind you being like, I got to go. <laughs> Just yeah, like slowly backing away. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that is insane. I'm sorry that happened. That's That stinks. Speaking of this fight, though, what was it like recording with Burgundy, this fight scene? Was that fun? Did you did you guys like get physical at all or was it? Um, no, it, it was it was super fun. Like we we don't like actually like ever touch each other. And I did film like the behind the scenes and posted it. And I remember like all the comments, like the top comments was like, I don't know how you do this. I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> like yeah. not an ounce of embarrassment. <laughs> like I was just, I was, I was really anxious about it. Whenever I have to do those physical scenes, and I, I, I quite literally, I just, it's like an out of body experience. Like I just black out because I'm like, I want to do a good job. Because you know what's more embarrassing than having to like pretend to get beat up is like pretending to do it and doing it bad. So I'm yeah. like, I might as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'm doing a lot of sketch comedy right now. A lot like uh, every week, I have a live show, and the thing that is the most valuable lesson I've learned is understanding that what I'm doing is ridiculous, but if you don't lean into it all the way, it's then you look even more stupid because Literally. then you're just doing this ridiculous thing without any commitment. And it's like, so you got to go all out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. people, people ask me a lot about Alyssa, some of our more intimate scenes and, <laughs> and they're like, how do you, like, how do you not laugh? How do you take it seriously? And it's like, well, what other choice do you have? You have to, you know, that's what acting is. You have to put yourself in these characters' shoes and, uh, you know, honor them truthfully and see what comes out. Because otherwise, it's not going to work. And I think that's what makes our podcast so strong is that people like really commit to it and it's believable. And my favorite thing is people are like, I can't listen to you be intimate. It's, it's, <laughs> it like, it weirds me out. And I'm like, that means I, that, I did a good job in my mind because if right. you think it's real or if it's so uncomfortable, then I think we nailed it. Well, and also I feel like like that like nervous energy, at least for me, like I would just like channel that into like Ella and how she's probably reacting. I mean, because, you know, when you're being intimate with someone who you really like and you're really attracted to, like you're and you're, you know, young like that, you're going to be like nervous and giggly. And I think that that kind of like putting some of like your real emotion and, and channeling that into the scene, like really helps bring it to life. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. And I remember I had over the course of the last two seasons, I had a bunch of physical scenes where I was fighting, you know, either in a fight club or fighting, you know, whomever. And I would like be punching the air and making the effort sounds. And then I'd look up and you see the whole booth and everyone's staring at you like you're a psychopath. But <laughs> It was fun. Well, well, I am a psychopath. That's true. Speaking of psychopaths, Dinah, she's a psychopath. So Dinah, I think, is one of the two actors in this entire series that I've never met. You never met her? No, I never met her. And and I never met Isaac, which we, we can get. <gasps> yeah, to I never met Isaac later. either. 
there are few, there are a few people that like their voices that come in, and I thought I thought that they just like did it in post. I'm a firm believer that if I don't see you, you're not real. <laughs> you always had trouble with Santa Claus in that way. Yeah, Dinah, who whoever you are, you're wonderful. Um, Alyssa, you did meet Dinah. Yeah, she she was honestly one of the most talented like voice actors I ever seen in my life. Like you could tell she's been doing okay. it. Okay, okay, right. okay. You know okay. okay, moving on. Come on. Um. <laughs> she was great though. Like she was like, oh, so do you want her to have what dialect of British accent should she have? Like that level of like, I was like, like she was really good, and then she would do like. She did some of like the teacher, like she played like the teacher or the principal or something. Like she had a few of those. Oh like, yes, headmaster Beringer. And when I would hear like the the code switch to the next character, it wasn't just like accent or you know dialect, like whatever. Like she was like a whole new person. It, it was very very impressive. Yeah, well, wow. that's how people react when they find out that I play Tam. They're like, "That's so crazy! <laughs> how do you drop in? How do right. you change your voice?" But I just sort of become a different character totally i actually think the person who played tam was the same woman who plays your mom is that true erica erica i Dawson? think so maybe yeah yeah Dawson's yeah she creep. was mm-hmm. wow yeah kudos Weird. a lot of people doubled up yeah not us not us well they asked me to do easton as well because they you know as you know they were looking for anyone but you and ultimately i felt bad for you so i was like just let nick do it <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hate you. Uh, Ella tells Callum um, Callum that she is moving in with Dinah, so that's why Dinah is there. That's like a big scene. And uh, props to Armin, who did a really great job acting here. He was like, went through all of this grief uh, steps. He was like sad, then angry, then like, we're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ella's just like, nah, nah, we out. We out. And and then this is probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. Isaac comes over to Callum's like, hey, um, I know we just met, but your wife is throwing like <laughs> furniture and is just being absolutely nuts. And maybe you should just go handle that. <laughs> um, and I love that because it's just he's like so out of place. <laughs> he is. Uh, that is funny. By the way, we, we skipped over a part of the episode early on <clears throat> where after Ella comes out of the bathroom and Brooke has beaten the hell out of her, Reed finds her. And they have this really sweet moment where Reed's like, what happened? I'm going to go talk to her. But then we see Reed be like, I want an answer. You know, like they've been, he's mm-hmm. been giving her space to Ella space to find, you know, what she wants to do. But he's like, okay, enough is enough. I want an answer. And Isaac does the same thing a little bit later, but Reed's. Yeah. He does it right here. Yeah. Yeah. But Reed's he's like, what, what's left for you in Malibu? Come back to San Francisco with me. These royals do a number on you. Yeah. yeah. And Roy and Reed's strategy is more like, you know, you want it, girl. You know, he's he's like a bit more confident about it, whereas Isaac is a bit more on the defense, I think. Mm-hmm. Which do you which tactic do you think is more effective, Alyssa, from a guy or for or for anybody going after anybody? Is it the confidence? Is it like the... Um. Yeah, I would say confidence for sure. I mean, I and I think that Reed does a very good job of not like going into the, the cockiness, like, you know, too too much. But I think in this moment, he's he's just very confident. And I think that that is a big reason why, you know, Ella is, is attracted to him. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a big, here's the big question. <gasps> Alyssa McKay was Uh-oh. choosing between Isaac and Reed. 
who would she pick? Reed. Obviously. Oh, yes. It's like no question. You owe me 20 bucks, Nick. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's another one. Alyssa McKay is choosing between Easton and Reed. Who does she choose? What? That's hard because I like funny. I like funny. And I just, I don't find Reed that, that funny. Like he's charming. He's not, well, because he's not funny. <laughs> Chris has taken his headphones off and left the podcast. We finally did it, folks. <laughs> we kicked Chris <laughs> off the podcast. Um, it's that's now fair. the royal boy. <laughs> well, as as a Reed stan, uh, that's upsetting. But as as Chris, that's comforting because for most of my life, all I had going for me was that I was funny. So to hear, and he really didn't even have that. Yeah, and that was a stretch. So to hear someone yeah. say funny is better, uh, that that makes me happy. Yeah. Nick, who would you pick, Ella or Reed? <laughs> I don't know. I know. Uh, well, okay, let uh, me clarify. I mean that sexually. Reed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, duh. Obviously. <laughs> Okay, so Isaac comes in. He, again, like both Reed and Isaac have been like, listen, we've given you the space. Enough is enough. You got to make a decision. Clock's ticking. Isaac, I'm going back to San Francisco. Reed is like, enough. I can't take this anymore. And so the clock is ticking for Ella. Mm-hmm. Tick tock on the clock. DJ, make it t- stop. Yeah, stop is right. That was, Stop is the operative part of that song because that's what you need to do right now. Uh, then uh, Ella's sort of stressed out. She goes and uh, hides in a coat closet and she finds Valerie there. Uh, Aunt and, Savannah. Yeah, but my favorite part is Valerie's. She's like, Val, what are you doing in the closet? And she's like, honestly, they think I'm the coat check girl and I need the tips, So, <laughs> which I thought is so funny. Have you ever yeah. been mistaken for an employee at a place where you're not employed either of you yes i shot a uh, lowe's commercial <laughs> a couple months ago and uh-huh. it was i was a lowe's employee in it and we did it at an act of lowe's and between takes i was wearing the vest and i was just like sitting in my chair and people were like hey w- where's the plywood <laughs> and i was like i don't know man Get me a water. (laughs) But yeah, I was asked a lot. There was one time I was walking at a restaurant. I was walking to the bathroom and this old woman, like this old rich white woman was like, excuse me, excuse me. We haven't had our order taken. And she like pulled me aside. And I was actually waiting tables at the time, not at this restaurant. I was a, a patron. And so I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. What can I get for you? And I, I listened to her entire order and then I went to the bathroom and sat back down. <laughs> so I don't know where she is. She might have starved to death, but that's what you get. She left a terrible Yelp review. You ruined a small business. Alyssa, has anything like that ever happened to you? No, I think, I mean, a lot of it's, I, I, I don't know. I get mistaken for being like 16. So maybe they just think that I'm like a lost child in the, in the store <laughs> most of the time. I, it's never happened. 
They just like take you, you up front and make an your... announcement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Well, I do love this scene. I love that coat check scene. But what I really love is so Savannah comes out and she apologizes to Ella. She's like, I'm sorry. I was a demon. And she like, you know, vents about how she can't really be there for Easton, who just obviously overdosed and went through all that. Um, so she gets really vulnerable. But what I love about this is the acting between you, Alyssa, and Hannah Montoya, because you guys were like, Hannah obviously was a new addition this season, and you guys came in like best friends. She was there every day, sitting there in the booth. You guys like were so great together. And then when you got to act together, I felt like it really, that friendship that whatever you guys made like really came to life and it helped that scene come to life. Were you friends for a long time before this? Um, I mean, y yes and no, because her and I actually followed each other on social media for like over two years, almost three years, maybe longer than that. Um, and then we both end up getting managed by the same management company, which they have like a very small roster. It's like three people, me, Hannah, and like one other person, like, you know what I mean? So it, it's like very slim chance that that would happen. Um, and then because of that, like when we would go to like go on work trips or, or something, um, we spent a lot of time together um, this summer, right before the Royals of Malibu, I actually like helped her like with her audition, like I was her reader during the audition where it was like a scene between her and Ella. So it, it was so kind funny. of um yeah, it was it was perfect, but but she's great. My for Christmas, um, my managers are are sending her and I to Nashville to go see Morgan Wallen together. Like we're we're really we're oh, really wow. close. Yeah, that's awesome. Voice. Do you guys still wear your, your friendship bracelets? I don't have mine on right now, but I, I I do have it somewhere. And whenever because she had green nails, I had pink nails. She got a green um, friendship bracelet and I got a pink one. And so we were like, oh, my God, this is Cosmo and Wanda. So every single time we see anything like green and pink next to each other, we send it to each other and we're like thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, she's great. Um, Nick, well, tell you inspired. Alyssa. Yeah, tell Alyssa Yeah, about. you inspired uh, my Christmas gift to Chris was uh, we got friendship bracelets. <gasps> um, oh, that's so cute. It says TRB, the Royal Boys. Um, the website picture, they were much bigger and more masculine than they are, as you see right here. Um, for listeners, it's an extremely thin little um, rope around my wrist. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I think dainty jewelry on men is cute. That's in for 2024. So don't worry. Okay. It's so all, you heard all it you, here. All you men, take, take note. Be funny and wear dainty jewelry. Yeah. Th them's the rules. Heart. I'm embarrassed to say I'm not wearing mine right now, Nick. I apologize. I forgot. It's literally the most appropriate time you could I, have been wearing. It's it. actually the only appropriate time to wear it. The last appropriate time to wear it. Uh, and I'm embarrassed. But I love it. Yeah. Well, I think your friendship with Hannah really came through and uh, throughout the whole season, but especially in this scene when you guys have your little come to Jesus moment with each other. It's very nice. Well, there's an even better friendship moment. And this is actually might be my favorite part is when we're all in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Because I remember recording this. I was like, this is insane. Why are we all in a freezer? So the re way we get there is you're talking to Savannah, Ella is, and then Reed uh, texts her and was like, hey, we found the original sex tape, which is huge news. 
And so they all meet up, the whole gang meets up in a tiny little freezer. And I remember us all pretending we were freezing and cramped. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember doing that in this in the booth? Yeah. Chris, were you there for that? I was. I, I, just like everyone shivering and pretending they were freezing yeah. cold. Also, yeah. that booth was so hot. We were filming oh, yeah. in like June and it was so hot. And so we're all like sweating bullets and like, you know, uh, tucking our arms and shaking our necks like, can we get out of here? But yeah. that's acting, baby. Yeah, that was fun. I love that scene. Talking about the booth, you um, were very kind to film a lot of the stuff that we did in the booth and post it. Was there any clip or video that got more um, the views or love than others? <laughs> uh, you know why you're what? asking this question? Because it's the one of you, you dick. No, it's not. I thought it's the one of you, actually. Let me double well, we'll check. we'll see. It was... Because, I mean, a lot of them are like, like the ones that I'm looking at right now are like 16.9, 16.6, 19 point, like almost 20 million views. So Yeah. Oh my like, God, that's insane. In retrospect, they're all just like insane. I don't know what the, the highest viewed one is. I, I'm pretty sure the highest, the, the highest viewed one is 19.2 million. And it's, it's the one where, it, the sound's not working, but it's the um one with me and Chris. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Oh, yeah, but honestly, they all did. They all did insane, and and people really like. I I love all of like the intimate moments. Like I loved, like you know, like I mean, any of like the arguments. I I, I really like, but I like like the vulnerability with like Easton and and Ella, and then you know like Ella and Reed outside of the the club when she's like, you know, I don't need you to to rescue me. That's not you know your job. Um, and all that stuff, even the scene between me and, and Savannah, um, where she was like, we were never friends. Like, I, I think the great thing about it is like all of the scenes um, that I uploaded, so many people would like swipe up and be like and comment and be like, you know, I, I relate to this so hard. Um, I think like one of my favorite ones this like this wasn't one that got the most views by any means. But one of the ones that was like the most special to me was the one where maybe special isn't the right word, but the one where um, we find the, whatever it was, the Xanax, or the Benzos, whatever, in, in Easton's pocket. And like, I I put it on wide angle and I thought that we could see everyone and it was just me standing there and it was really awkward because I had like one line. <laughs> Guys, what's going on? That was it. And the rest I was just standing there like this. But um, so many people were like, like I relate to this and, you know, you know I don't know. And that that's just really special to me to, to see how many people relate and, and um, care about it. Very special. That's awesome. Did, that did awesome. the people that were engaging, did they ever, is there like, did they ask for anything in particular? Or were they like, we want more of this or we want? Um, I mean, a lot of it was like sexual. Like, where's the sex scenes? Basically, they like to see me <laughs> stuff. Um, it's actually crazy. I was at, um, I gotten recognized by my voice a few times in public, which is very strange. Like I was wow. at this, um, Canadian music festival, Oceaga. You heard of it? I haven't. I have not. It, it, it's, I, I went Is that an like, old man alarm? It might be. No, no, I don't think so. It's like, it's like not American. So I'm like, maybe, you know, cause I never heard of it, but I went on a, on a brand trip and it was awesome. It was so cool. But I was in the front row, like waiting. I can't even remember who I was waiting for. I was waiting for someone to perform and this girl behind me. And she, it's like, it's a French speaking province of Canada. So a lot of the people 
don't really speak English very well and have like a very heavy French accent. And this girl goes, I heard you talking. I recognized you from the Royals of Malibu. And I was like, you're kidding. It was crazy. That's that insane. Really cool. Yeah. It but- never happened to me <laughs> at all. Well, people recognize from the show, I'm like, oh my God. Like that just shows like how impactful it was. So it was just yeah. really cool. Yeah. And how good their ears are. I know. I was like, are you serious? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I've never gotten recognized for this. I did get like three followers, though. Yeah, I got a handful. Well, that's the funniest part. It's like, you know, these TikToks have tens of millions of views. And uh, Nick has 200 followers on TikTok. So, (laughs) Well, I go on like once every three months. But one time, Alyssa, you remember this? You were like, hey, I posted like a clip of us. And it's been re-recorded like a million times. And I went on there. And... but Alyssa, like I, I would be like, you would have to explain everything to me. This is old man alarm. Old man alarm all day long, dude. You're so fucking old. But like, you'd, I'd be like, what do you mean? And you're like, well, they took our original sound and then they lip synced over it, and I like couldn't understand it. And then you sent it to me, and I was just like blown away and a little bit creeped out because there was one guy in particular that did it like thirty times. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then I tried to do it and like two people watched it. Did he bring, did this guy who did it all these different times bring different like nuanced flavors to it or was he just doing it over? He just did it in front of different mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the same mirror. It's just like people, I think, and the the strangest thing about it is like I've seen people do this before, like takes, you know, scenes from movies, TV shows, whatever, and like lip and like they do the scene. These people are thirst trapping with the audio, which is like, yes, like strange. Like when you're scrolling on your for you page and you hear, so you think you could have me and it's like your voice and you're like, what what is going on? Yeah. These people are like, there's 70,000 videos to that sound. It's insane. That's crazy. I don't even know that many people. But also when I, when I did do, when I reposted it. Some of my friends are like, oh, my God, I've heard that many times before on TikTok. Yep. I had no idea that was you. And I was like, I had no idea you had a TikTok. Yeah. So I want to make one. I want to make one of Nick. Nick, I should do one of you and you should do one of me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it, Chris. (laughs) Wear your fucking bracelet. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's the end of part one of our season finale. Please be sure to listen to part two for the rest of our interview with Alyssa McKay.